0: Linda Ballesteros.
1: Hey folks, welcome to All Things Franchising. This is Linda Ballesteros. I am your host today. Thanks so much for finding some time in your busy day to spend with me. I am always honored. Today we're talking about vacation. Yep, we all need a vacation, right? Well, we're going to be talking specifically about the vacation rental market. I recently read an article that went like this. Uh, After lockdown brought travel to a standstill, it now seems that the road to economic recovery is clearly taking shape. The article went on to say that bookings have skyrocketed by, get this, 127% since restrictions due to COVID have um, been, have started to lift. Uh, just to let you know, today's date is March the 9th of 2021. Now I'm not sure where we are in this pandemic, in the recovery, but I do know that we are still seeing the effects of the 2020 lockdown, and I am sure many of you had didn't weren't able to take those vacations that you had planned last year, but let's talk about that today. So my guest today is Kevin Drudge, and Kevin is a certified franchise executive and has been in franchising for over 24 years. Currently, he is vice president of franchise development with Grand Welcome. Grand Welcome is one of the leading vacation rental management businesses in the U.S. So please help me in welcoming Kevin to the show. Hey, Kevin, welcome to the show.
2: Hey, Linda, how are you today? Thanks for having I me.
1: Am, I am glad that you are here because, Kevin, I'm ready to talk about vacations, and I'm hoping that maybe you could shed <laughs> some light on this. So before we get started in talking about Grand Welcome, tell me a little bit about your franchising experience, and how were you and why were you drawn to Grand Welcome?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, so. As you mentioned, you know, I've been in franchising for quite a while now. Um, I've worked for established, mature franchise organizations uh, like Driven Brands and Mako and Meineke and Sinorama and Valpac. And then I've also worked with newer companies as well, new and emerging brands um, in a number of different capacities, franchise development operations, training, legal and compliance. Um, And and so I basically learned of Grand Welcome um, through a former colleague of mine that was the president of Valpac um, who was involved with a company that knew of grand welcome and they were getting ready to launch their franchise program and put the two of us in touch, meaning our CEO and founder, uh, Brandon Ezra. And uh, we, we communicated and basically decided to come work together. So I, uh, In talking with him about the industry and the business, it was unfamiliar territory for me, but uh, certainly exciting. And with all the growth potential and everything, um, you know, it was basically an opportunity I couldn't pass up.
1: Mm -hmm. You know, um, this is an industry that... It really is relatively new. Most people think about when they take vacation, or you know, at least t- ten years ago. It's, it's really new. Um, people thought about, oh, what hotel are we going to stay at? And now with vacation rentals, it has totally changed the landscape of vacationing, hasn't it?
2: It really has, you know, and and. It it stems from several years ago, but really it's, you know, the online movement and things like Airbnb and VRBO that have really become mainstream have really opened it up um, and really made it very popular. Um, But especially in today's world, you know, with coming out of the pandemic and what everybody's been through, um, certainly people aren't looking to go stay in mass communal areas, you know, hotels Mm -hmm. and and things like that. Um, So being able to have flexibility and privacy and, not be around a bunch of other people, you know, the the, the vacation rental market is, I mean, just flourishing uh, tremendously. Mm-hmm. And certainly all the technology is what really has enabled the, the industry and the business to, to, really, uh, to really take off. So it's been, if you look at some of the statistics, they say that, you know, of the travel segment or travel industry in general, uh, vacation rentals is the fastest growing segment and has been and was mm-hmm. even before the pandemic. So... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: So let's talk a little bit about Grand Welcome. Uh, if someone is looking to use the services of Grand Welcome, what could they expect?
2: Yeah, so I mean, our services, we pride ourselves on providing the best in-class customer experience and a local experience. So. All of our locations in which we operate, you know, we have a local office. We have, in our corporate locations, a dedicated general manager that's local to the area full-time. In our franchise locations, obviously, they're in their markets, and they work the business every day. So, um, we provide, you know, quality, uh, affordable properties that are going to be, you know, have all the conveniences and everything that you would want, the cleanliness and everything that you expect, um, and then that local um, help and assistance for anything they need while they're there during their stay. So we want guests to have a great experience. We also want to take it, you know, take proper care of the properties and and do a good job for the owners that we're managing their homes. So,
1: so when you talk about managing the homes, then you not only manage the bookings, but you manage, you know, say the the cleaning, the prepping, and all of that that goes uh, along with um, preparing it for the next guest. Is that right?
2: That's correct, yes. We are a full-service property manager of vacation rental properties. So that is, that is the business. And so absolutely, yeah, we are 100% take care of all the guest bookings, you know, so people can book vacations, our website through. We push all of our properties out on Airbnb and VRBO and all the other online booking sites. Um, to get guests to come stay. And then we provide local guest services so the guests have a great experience while they're there um, and take care of the maintenance and upkeep on the properties as well.
1: So, uh, you know, we've talked about vacations here, Kevin, but do you also see that this is an option for uh, the business executive or um, maybe a retreat where a home is um, is rented over a long weekend for a retreat. are you seeing other it used for other purposes other than just vacation?
2: Yeah, for sure you know, and the business travelers are a quickly growing type of renter, you know mm-hmm. um, and seventy one percent of the people that come and stay for business related travel say access to kitchens was one of the major reasons for renting. but certainly you know in today's day and age you know at some point, where things will be lifted enough to where we'll get back to conferences and other business type events and, and vacation, you know, vacation rentals uh, bode very well for that. If, you know, a company has to send three or four different people, you know, to, uh, right. to a conference for three or four days, you know, to, to book them at an Airbnb type property, you know, or a vacation rental property that we would manage, you know, to have a home with multiple bedrooms and, um, you know, can save tremendously on cost. So, uh, versus, you know, four or five people booking a hotel for four or five days or however long they need to be there. So, uh, but business travelers in general, you know, a lot of people are commuting now. Um, and, and that, you know, provides bookings in cities, not just vacation destinations. You know, this, the, the vacation rental market is not just limited to the beaches and the mountains at this point, you know, there's lakes, there's lots of just people wanting to get away. And, and do it closer, you know, not get on planes and, and things like that. So it's really opened up a lot more opportunity as far as the vacation rental uh, and yeah. where vaca- where vacation rentals are used.
1: So yeah, yeah, absolutely. So now that we have a sense of what uh, Grand Welcome actually offers, let's talk a little bit about what that franchise opportunity looks like here, Kevin. I really don't have any experience. In, um, in rental property. Uh, and the only thing I have ever done with that was book it for myself and stay there for a week. Okay. So what type of experience are you looking for, Kevin, when you're looking for the perfect franchisee?
2: yeah so it's it's not so much the experience with our business obviously we provide comprehensive training and ongoing support to help people you know be successful in in our type of work in our in our type of business so what we look for really are are people to have you know that customer service oriented um, individual you know it's a customer facing business you're 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 maintaining relationships and you know, obviously you want people to come back and stay with you year after year. So, um, you know, somebody who's has that customer-facing attitude, you know, they're not scared to go out and talk to people. There is, you know, part of this is managing vendors that you utilize for ongoing cleaning and maintenance. So you have to be relational in that respect to keep them happy and make sure that the relationships are solid. Um, but in general, you know, I think – there's another element of this, which is really just ensuring that um, the, the people care. You know, it, 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 you have to have empathy. This is, you know, providing a great service for people that are, you know, want to enjoy time. So it's a lifestyle-oriented business. You know, they, they need to train uh, a very limited number of employees. It's home-based with no employees to start, but they can grow into that as they grow the number of properties they're managing over time but it's it's a customer service high energy you know somebody who's going to really drive and and the big part is driving you know the number of properties so going out and meeting with owners and signing them on to the benefits of our program and ultimately having them sign on to our program and we provide a lot of heavy heavy assistance and marketing and doing that to get through to the people but at the end of the day they have to manage those relationships long term so it's really that you know it's it's a it's a lifestyle. It's networking. It's customer service, but high energy and and uh, obviously enjoying flexibility and, and what you do day to day as well. Yeah, so.
1: yeah, absolutely. So let's break that down just a little bit. You talked about training. What does that training look like, Kevin?
2: Yeah, so we we offer a comprehensive two week training program initially. Um, and that would be for the new owners and and or manager, um, if applicable. But the first week is basically learning the business itself. Uh, that's typically kind of a classroom environment, although we've been doing it virtually with, with current situations, but that will open back up. Uh, but it's basically a week um, out of our Torrance, California office, uh, to learn all the business, and then actually spending a week with uh, the second week is spending in the field at one of our corporate locations shadowing one of our GMs and applying what they've learned in a real-life environment. And uh, so that's the second week. And then once they get back into their local market and they open, uh, we send a representative out after they've gotten a property or two on board uh, to kind of walk them through and make sure they're doing things and off on the right foot and running. So. That's what we do as far as initial training, and then obviously there's a whole team of people that work in supporting our franchisees ongoing, from marketing to rates and revenue to operations and, and everything in between. So,
1: so when you're talking about territory, what is the size of a territory that a franchisee can expect to um, to get with their their um, their partnership with you guys?
2: Sure. And and so for territory, we offer, it's essentially three different tiers or three different levels because certain market areas are going to have certain, you know, differing opportunities, so to speak, in terms of the size of the vacation rental market there, you know? So um, for example, uh, McCall, Idaho is going to be different than Aspen, Colorado, uh, Mm -hmm. in terms of the market potential. So um, what we've done is we basically have kind of drawn a line in the sand after looking at the business in depth and determining that no matter what, we, we get third-party data supplied from a company called AirDNA, and they provide us with the average daily rates, the total estimated number of vacation rental properties currently you know listed, um, the occupancy levels and things like that. And we can calculate based on zip code all throughout the country how much vacation rental revenue there is potentially in a zip code. So their territory would be defined by a zip code or multiple zip codes that make up the market, and we basically have said that in order to put a franchise in an area, we want to see a minimum of 10 million in potential revenue um, for a particular zip code or a part of a zip code or whatever the geography is. So we have tier one, which is 10 to 40 million in revenue, tier two, 40 to 100 million, tier three over 100 million, um, and so it really just depends on the concentration of vacation rental properties and occupancy and the daily rates that can be achieved in the area but generally speaking what that allows at the 10 million minimum threshold is typically a thousand or two thousand vacation rental properties in an area to be able to target so Mm -hmm. uh, they're certainly not going to not going to get all of them (laughs) but Mm -hmm. you know there's uh there's an element of this it is a volume-based business we don't want people to come on board with us and just have five properties they're managing on our program. You know, we want somebody to build a business where they're going to have forty or fifty properties that they're managing at a minimum, even in even in a small area.
1: So, mm-hmm. so when someone is getting started, how do they know whether a property would be good? You know, it, it it could be that maybe the owner has done this before with Airbnb, but what it are there some specific things, maybe a checklist that a new franchisee would know to look for when they're actually looking at potential property.
2: Yeah, we actually go through an exercise with them uh, to help them determine the marketable vacation rental properties. That's part of the pre-opening process we go through because we actually help them generate a list of properties and the owners that are available for us to go after and solicit our management services for, um, and we provide, you know, the effort of going out and doing that. We do it with the franchisees because they know their local market, um, but we look at things like who's currently listed with other property managers in the area. You can see their listings online and and look them up on Google very easily. Um, there is, you know, also the, uh, the ability to uh, look at zoning and regulations. You know where where it's permitted. You know, for example, our Nashville franchisee that just opened. He yeah, actually, it's it's public record that you can just download all of the permitted properties in all of Nashville. <laughs> so, uh, makes it pretty easy to generate a list of here's where you know we know it's allowed. Here's where we know it's available, and mm-hmm. and here's who we can target you know, to to bring mm-hmm. on our program. So. Mm-hmm. And there's there's an element of new properties and communities that are being you know that are in areas that are zoned appropriately for short-term rental allowing. Um, so, in some areas are are more restrictive than others, but most have vacation rental you know in them um, market by market all throughout the country. So, mm-hmm. but, so uh,
1: when if when a new franchisee identifies a property that would be perfect do they also do some coaching with the owner, the property owner, to make sure that the property is um, vacation friendly?
2: Yes, for sure. And that's one of the things. We have an internal sales team that focuses on growth for um, our corporate locations. They also can help franchisees with growth in their markets. Um But absolutely, that's one of the things that our area managers will do as well as our our sales team and and franchisees are trained the same, which is to, you know, offer suggestions on things that can be added, changed, updated, you know, to drive at the end of the day more revenue on their Mm -hmm. property. So, Mm -hmm. for example, in in an area, Mountain, you know, might be adding a hot tub, you know, is a great way to increase Mm -hmm. the amount of revenue you can generate on a property without a ton of expense in doing it. Um, it could be updated fixtures and, and, you know, smaller, more cosmetic type things that make a big, that make a big difference. So Mm -hmm. absolutely. We are, we are always, uh, encouraging, you know, our owners to maintain and keep up the properties, you know, and, and provide those added elements, which are going to help us increase what we can generate for their property.
1: So you mentioned earlier um, multiple employees, that you don't have to start with that. It can be a home-based business and just yourself. But who would those uh, other employees be?
2: So when they get to a point when you're managing 15, 20 properties, you would probably bring on like a general manager, someone that can help manage the vendor partnerships and, and the cleaning and the maintenance provide some guest services locally, um, and then the owners can, you know, focus on generating more properties that they can work on and and deal with, keeping owner relations up and managing the business overall. Once you hit about 35, 40 properties, at that point, you would probably look to add a second person, which could be like a quality control supervisor who could just focus on the vendor partnerships. The, um, you know, general manager can oversee the business generally and work with bringing on owners um, and then the, the, you know, the franchisee could be more of the general manager of the business overall, um, maintaining a lot of the owner relations as well and, and things like that. So, uh, but that's, you know, you don't need, even if you're managing 40 properties, just having a couple employees, um, you know, is, is, uh, is vital. And then as you really grow and scale, you know, in some of our larger markets where we're managing a hundred, almost 200 properties, we will at some point, um, vendor, you know, bring in a uh, full-time maintenance person or full-time housekeeper, mm-hmm. right. um, you know, because we have enough business to to warrant it, you know, year-round. And and so um, but not all of our locations, a lot of our vacation or sorry, a lot of our locations, um, you know, just vendor those, um, which you can certainly do as well. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: so when we're talking about, you know, earlier we we're talking about how fast-growing this industry is. For a new franchisee, how long do you see it taking on an average for a franchisee to get their business up and running?
2: We are experiencing that as we speak, actually. (laughs) So (laughs) We uh, we launched a franchise in January of last year. So uh, obviously, with COVID, things were shut down for a little while. So um, our first franchisees are literally just getting started as we speak. They're a month or two in. And so things are going well. You know, we're getting the marketing rolled out, and we're getting their uh, marketing going. They're reaching out to real estate agents and talking with potential property owners. So uh, we're excited about the potential of what this business is. I mean, we've grown our business tremendously um, since inception. So it, it is a fast growing business. You know, it's going to take a little bit of time to get some traction and, and get everything going in a new market. Um, but, you know, we're, we're, we're aggressively going and we've got talks with m- multiple property owners for all of our new franchisees. So we currently have two,
1: mm-hmm.
2: and then we have three that are in the process of opening as well. So
1: yeah wow that that's really exciting and i know that it has to be exciting for you guys to see that so many of the restrictions are lifting and people are actually allowing themselves to think about a vacation this year especially with spring break (laughs) right around the corner here right
2: exactly exactly yeah it really is and you know it's amazing um, most of our markets, not all of them shut down for a month or two. And when I say shut down, not completely, they were still reservations that were just being readjusted and people rebooking to later times. But in general, um, by the second half of last year, the booking rates, like you mentioned in the beginning of the of the show, um, the booking rates, I mean, are just through the roof. They're mm-hmm. beyond where they were in 2019, you know, um, at this point. And it's, we're just seeing it continue. So, Where in some of our areas, there was some seasonality to the business. In today's environment, there's not. You know, it's just, it's constant. And Mm -hmm. we don't foresee much downtime just because people have been pinned up. And like you said, they want to get out. They want to, you know, the canceled family plans, you know, from last year are going to certainly spill over into this year. And as things continue to open, it's just going to get busier and busier. You know, people want to go to the drivable markets. You know, they want to mm-hmm. go where they can drive. They don't want to get on a plane. They're not going to want to go international. So it's going to be a mm-hmm. lot of domestic. And the industry, from what I can see and read, you know, doesn't see that slowing down in the next several years. So
1: Right, right, absolutely. i tell you what, Kevin, I need to take a quick commercial break, but I love stories. And I would have to think that you have some stories you could share with us when we come back from break. Absolutely. Wonderful. Folks, we're going to take a real quick commercial break. When we come back, we're going to be continuing to talk to Kevin Drudge with Grand Welcome. folks, welcome back to All Things Franchising. The topic today is vacation. That's right. We're talking about vacations here with Kevin Drudge with Grand Welcome. Uh, Kevin, you promised me some stories, but before that, if somebody is listening and they really want to know about either the services that Grand Welcome offers or maybe the franchise opportunity, where would they go to find out more information?
2: They can certainly visit us on the web, um, grandwelcome.com. That would be our consumer-facing site where all of our properties are showcased, um, services are outlined, and things like that. And as far as franchise information goes, uh, they can visit our franchising-specific website, which is grandwelcomefranchise.com. And that has all of our franchise information out there.
1: Very good. Very good. So I can't wait to hear some of these stories, Kevin.
2: <laughs> so I think yeah, to to put it in perspective, um, obviously uh, I think really a couple stories I'll, I'll speak to some of our new franchisees that are just in the process of getting up and running and, and started. So it's interesting, you know, you were asking what type of person is a great fit for for our business, and you know, there's not one particular profile per se that that really works, but I think. Um, You know, it's interesting because one of our our first franchisee ever um, is a a gentleman who is from the New Jersey area and owned a financial services company up there, and uh, he actually was one of the financiers for uh, our founder and CEO, Brandon, uh, when he was acquiring other companies as part of the explosive growth that we saw from like 2015 to 2020, 2021. And so he actually provided the financing for a few of those um, acquisitions. And funny enough, um, you know, he's a successful uh, businessman. And uh, him and his wife retired down to Miami. And uh, he got his real estate license and began working on uh, real estate transactions for distressed properties is kind of how he uh, how he uh, spent his time. His wife is a medical director at a local hospital, so uh, totally uh, uh working on her own. So um, he actually found out about, uh, you know, Grand welcome through the financing and, and reached out to Brandon. Once he understood that we were launching the franchise and funny enough, uh, he has his own investment properties that he was managing that, but on a long-term basis and always wanted to get into short-term rental, but didn't know how to do it. And uh, so funny enough, uh, Brandon, he connected back with Brandon and we put it together and he, voila, is our first franchisee. So, Uh, Pretty exciting to see kind of the the path, but it speaks to, I think, a lot of people, you know, who, who stay at Airbnb properties and, you know, really just have never thought about the perspective of, you know, making it a business. Can I really, you know, make a business out of travel and vacation? Yep, absolutely. (laughs) So, um, but he was really, really excited that this opportunity was put together because there really aren't a lot of companies, you know, that are out there doing what we do as far as a franchise business goes. So, Not to say there isn't competition, there is, but uh, as far as franchise competition, there's not much. So, um, and then Kevin, that makes
1: me think. Let me let me ask a little question on that. That makes me think if there are people out there now that maybe they have three or four properties, they're trying to figure it out on their own. How would they benefit from um, considering coming on board as a franchisee with Grand Welcome?
2: yeah they could benefit tremendously um and that's a great point when the the you know we've developed our program for scale scalability um where we can do all the heavy lifting on the back end that you know existing vacation rental managers can get stuck um they get to a point where they can't you know hire more people they can't get more properties and they can't manage anything because they have to do everything you know they've got to do all the marketing their own website. The, the full service management of the properties, you know, managing their employees and everything else. So we designed our program really for, you know, as a conversion opportunity for smaller vacation rental managers that want to plug into a system that allow them to scale their business, you know, so take a business with less than 20 properties and, and build it up to 40 or 50 or a hundred or more. And so that's what we specifically developed with our business model. Um, So it can work for, you know, people starting out, without any properties, but it's certainly a great fit for people that are managing existing properties and just don't know how to grow or scale it any further. We can provide them the systems, the business methods, and handle a lot of the heavy lifting on the back end for them, which can lower overhead and and make it more streamlined and and easier to grow and scale.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. I didn't mean to interrupt you before you – I think you were getting ready to share (laughs) another story with me, but that question just popped in my mind here. (laughs)
2: Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. It's it's actually fitting. You know, the second story I was going to share was um, we have a a husband and wife team that acquired the rights to our Colorado uh, operation and they're franchising that. They took it over this month, but funny enough, um, you know, with the pandemic and everything that we were just coming out of, uh, they actually are both pilots for United Airlines and uh, they got furloughed with the airlines, um, based on what's happened, but they've always had a property, um, vacation property that they had in Breckenridge that, um, they had managed by an outside company. And so one, when they got furloughed, they actually started working for that management company and then contact found out about us, uh, through an advertisement and reached out and we started talking with them and now they are excited and new franchisees in Colorado for us, you know, managing, we have a uh, 12 properties there that they're starting with, um, between Breckenridge and Vail. And then obviously we're working with them to grow their market considerably from there. So it's a great market in a great area, but it just goes to show you they had no experience, but they did have their own property that they you know invested in that they stayed at, you know, to go ski and, and turned it into a business. And, you know, now they're, uh, full-time in Breckenridge and, and loving life. So,
0: Yeah, I but, love that
1: story because isn't that what we all aspire for is to um, just loving life, like you said, at some point, you know, walking away from that corporate position, but being able to have access to all these Vacation properties, that certainly adds to the, the times that I want to go on vacation. I'm sure I'm going to mark off more vacation time for myself to stay in these properties. <laughs>
2: you and me both.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, you know, Kevin, we're down to the end of the show, and I've got those final three questions. And the first one is, if there is someone listening and I think you've touched on this a bit, but if there is someone listening who's considering purchasing a franchise, what would you suggest that they do to prepare for the process?
2: Yeah, you know, I think it boils down to, you know, you've got to have an open mind. Um, you know, obviously what you what you decide to do, there's a lot of franchise opportunities out there. You know, there's over 3,000, well over 3,000 but franchises come and go each year as well. So you want to obviously make a smart decision and you want to do your due diligence and, and, and do your homework and look at, you know, the franchise documents and, and the whole nine yards. But in, in reality, you want to consider, you know, more so your passions and, and loves and hobbies really consider, I think what it is that's going to make you happy in terms of the functions that you the role you play within the business and, and make sure you find something that fits that. You know, it's, and it's, you obviously want to be passionate about what you're going to invest in and it's got to have a good return. You know, everybody's looking for that. But I think really, you know, happiness is success and success is also nowadays having a good work life balance and, taking all that into consideration, looking at what your role and responsibility would be in the job. And it may not be, you know, initially starting any business is going to be challenging and it's going to have its ups and downs, but a franchise is going to give you the roadmap and hopefully the the easier path to success because you just have the support and and the proven track record and all the bells and whistles to help you get successful. But at the end of the day, they can't make you happy, only you can make you happy. So you need to find a business that's going to support that give you a good strong work-life balance and, and allow you to do just what you want to do. And at worst case, hire other people to do the things you don't want to do. But uh,
1: right.
2: so I think right. it's, I think it's more of that qualitative analysis. That's, that's really important that I think a lot of people don't oftentimes look at.
1: You know, um, Kevin, when I, as a franchise broker, one of the things that I um, talk to my clients about is we're not going to talk about the widget up front. Because the widget doesn't make any difference. It has to be, it has to fit your lifestyle. Because if it doesn't fit your lifestyle, if you don't want to work weekends, but you buy a franchise that's a storefront and it is open seven days a week, then it, you are destined to fail from the beginning or you're certainly not going to be happy, just like you said. So I think that's Absolutely. so critical absolutely very critical so my next, quest, next question here is what are two traits that make a successful franchisee
2: you know I think I think the number one is that that unwillingness to fail you've got to have that go get them attitude I'm gonna do whatever it takes you know it's my business I'm gonna drive it um, so I, th- I think drive and passion um, is, is is crucial, um, and critical. And that win at all costs kind of attitude, um, not that you do anything, you know, (laughs) negative or, or or illegal in, in that sense. There just has to be a
1: drive there. You're just saying there has to be a drive there.
2: Exactly. And that's not something somebody else can provide. That just comes from within. Um, the second I think really is, is being able to pivot and, um, you know, being able to take on challenges and change and, and ultimately go through a growth process that, you know, is, is going to take some time. So you've got to have patience and, and you've got to have adaptability, you know, in any business environment. But we certainly learned that coming out of last year. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of people were thrown for a curve and but be, you know, able to adapt and, and develop and change and and persevere, I mean, that's what it's all about. So, mm-hmm. I think those two mm-hmm. elements are, are, are really important.
1: And, you know, so. Kevin, when you talk about adapting, you talk about pivoting, and we talk about what we came through last year, 2020, with the pandemic. But what I have seen is that when there's a crisis, when there's a challenge, it it is a challenge to get creative. And there have been so many amazing ideas that have come from this. And many of them, uh, franchisors have been able to pivot in a way that has really helped the, the franchisees. And there have been new products coming out of this. So a challenge doesn't necessarily mean, well, it doesn't mean that it's over it just means you have to get creative. It may take a little time. You may have to roll your, your shirt sleeves up just a bit, but great things can come out of it, don't you think?
2: I agree 100%. Absolutely. Yeah, that's uh, very well said.
1: So my final question here is, you've been in franchising for quite some time. What does the future of franchising look like?
2: You know, I think it's 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 very strong. Um, you know, I think franchising is really more so the way of the business future, so to speak. Um, you know, it's you're you see a lot more franchise businesses popping up every day. I know in my area, it's, it's unbelievable. Uh, there seems to be a franchise in every strip mall and on every corner, um, and new things that are getting franchised that you would have never thought of. So, you know, I really truly think that in today's world, you know. You can't be a master of everything. So, but there are a lot of people that are wanting to control their own destiny, that want to not work for corporate America, and want to build wealth and, and equity that they have more control over. Um, and so, I, I really truly think that franchising is going to continue to grow and flourish, and and continue to uh, develop. And you know, technology enables things, and so I, I think it's really strong. You know, and I I feel that a lot of people, you know, that wouldn't have considered franchising in the past are certainly looking at it and more open to it nowadays um, just because of the fact that it's not just perceived that, oh, a franchise is a McDonald's, you know, or a Wendy's. You know, there's more to it. There's more out there. There's more opportunity there's there's other types of businesses that I never thought could be franchised. You know, some shouldn't, but (laughs) by far and large, the majority of them, you know, are great opportunities. It's just a matter of, is it the right fit for you? So um, Mm -hmm. I Mm -hmm. certainly, I certainly believe in it. You know, I've been in it for over two decades, so um, I don't see it slowing down. I only see it picking up and I see it continuing to grow.
1: Yeah, I I agree with you 100% in that, Kevin. And uh, I'm really sad to say that the show is over and we've come to the end of it. So, Kevin, if somebody is listening one more time, if they want to find out more information about Grand Welcome, where would they go?
2: Yeah, they can visit us on the web at grandwelcome.com and for franchising information Uh, They can visit our franchise-specific website, which is grandwelcomefranchise.com.
1: Wonderful. Kevin, thanks so much for being on the show today. You make me want to take a vacation. I may have to look into that and and (laughs) schedule something, put it on my calendar. But I really appreciate you being on the show today, Kevin.
2: Thank you for having me, Linda. It's been a pleasure, and I hope we both get to take that vacation here soon. (laughs)
1: Absolutely. (laughs) Very good. Well, folks, I hope you see that again, just like Kevin said, um, franchising is not McDonald's. It is not Wendy's. It is not quick Loop. There are so many franchising opportunities out there that are in industries that you wouldn't necessarily expect. Vacationing is one of those. So as always, I'm going to leave you with a quote. This goes like this. Vacations mean a change of pace a gentleness with ourselves, a time of rest and renewal, and a time to stretch ourselves and encounter new people, new lands, new ways, and new options. This is a quote by Ann Schaefer. She's a clinical psychologist. And doesn't it make you want to take a vacation? Doesn't it make you want to check into Grand Welcome and and see what spots would give you that, that slower pace that rest, that renewal. I suggest you do that. Thanks so much for joining me today on All Things Franchising. Look forward to seeing you next time.
0: Another great episode of All Things Franchising is now in the books. You can listen to past shows by following All Things Franchising on Facebook and Twitter. Thank you for joining us today. And be sure not to miss us next time when we bring you a brand new episode of All Things Franchising.